3: Good morning, America. Welcome, Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTUV, WXYZ people, all the boat rockers who are in the house. There's a lot of you this morning (laughs) up with us. Um, And anybody else I may have missed, too, the Sons of Liberty Radio Show here on Red State Talk Radio, where we use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or the left, but who's on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina the editor at sonslibertymedia.com, and for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us. <clears throat> Sorry, I was trying to <laughs> chuck a glass of water here uh, before the show, and uh, it's right there in the back of my throat. Um, if you'd like to check us out online, sonslibertyradio.com and sonsoflibertymedia.com. In fact, if you want to head over to sonsoflibertymedia.com, you can do so, and uh, there we are going live, even though we have had a strike from YouTube. Yes, yesterday's show exposing what went on there at the Capitol with the lady getting allegedly shot was pulled, and we got a strike. We can't stream for seven days over there. I think it's a bad platform for us to be dealing with. We're building on sinking sand there for some reason. Uh, that they want to deal with us. But we are going live here on Sons of Liberty right here. In fact, this is, uh, <clears throat> for those watching, this isn't refreshed. I pulled this up before I put the embed code in so that you can see it. But it's right here on the right side of the page. We're going at com, And um, if you would like to, while you're over there, if you can help us out, we we're going to have to get another platform. And I got to tell you, we've looked at several to go on our own platform, like a band video, like the InfoWars and stuff uses. um, You're looking at seven to ten thousand dollars to set it up and three grand a month. That's if you want absolutely to control everything on the platform. It's very expensive to do that. The next thing down is about seventy five bucks a month. And that's with Vimeo. But still, with Vimeo, you don't know what you're going to get because they're the ones creating the policies for it, for that platform. So, <clears throat> but they seem to be a little more tolerable than YouTube. I mean, my goodness, Facebook's a little more tolerable than YouTube. So anyway, but yesterday's yesterday's video, just so you know, yesterday's video was pulled and it was labeled as cyberbullying and harassment, just to let you know. I'll talk about that in just a minute. If you're over at sunslibertymedia.com you'd like to help us out, there's a donate button right here at the top. You can click on that and make a donation to us. Or you can become a son or daughter of Liberty, which is a monthly partner, and you set up the amount you want to give. That is taken out every month, and uh, we appreciate your support in that. And then also you can head over to the store. You can pick up our products that we have there, uh, good conversation starters from water bottles to coffee mugs and T-shirts and DVDs and all kinds of things there. And that helps support the Sons of Liberty as well. You can also help support the Sons of Liberty by scrolling down right here on the top right. And there's a place where you can enter your email. And again, we don't spam you. We don't rent out the li- your email. We don't sell it or any of that. We use it once a day to send out an email at night. And you get that a little after seven with mine and Bradley's articles, as well as the, <clears throat> excuse me, the um, uh, contributors that we have at Sons of Liberty, which we appreciate very much. Uh, I think that's all over there. And then if you want to catch our live feed, we're still going on Twitter at uh, BradleyDean1. Periscope and Twitch at Setting Brush Fires. Facebook, that's really the big one where everybody comes in still. Uh, Dean S-O-L. YouTube channel, in case you want to check it out and you want to subscribe when we come back, is uh, look up BradleyDean. Beforeitsnews.com, I can't be on there till after we upload to a platform, ...that we can actually put it on, which will probably be Brideon or BitChute, one or the other. And yes, we're on Brideon and BitChute and um, Rumble, and I've got an account set up on library. I'm basically, I'm not trying to promote them. I'm trying to do it so that our our videos are out there and they're archived in case they do get pulled down. We have quick access to throw them back up, okay? But those are on there. We're also on DLive.TV at The Sons of Liberty, as well as Cutting Edge TV on Roku and i think that's all the formalities we got those out of the way if you'd like to call in hey you want to chime in on this on this subject love to hear from you yeah, but but let's stick to the topic here of what we're talking about we're talking about what went on on wednesday and how that's going to play out uh, who's behind it and such so if you'd like to if you'd like to call in 215 top talk 215 top talk or 215 867 8255. Now, we're only live until 7 a.m. Eastern time, so you can call in during that time. Otherwise, I have to cut the phone lines off. So if you'd like to call in, we'd love to hear from you. All right. <clears throat> so yesterday, I dealt with the um, you know, the alleged shooting of this woman. Now, there was reports also that showed the woman coming out of uh, the Capitol building uh, looked to me like they had taken her shirt off and everything, and it you know, definitely appeared more bloody in that than was originally seen. But I got to say, again, you're you're dealing with, okay, now you're going to be going right in front of media cameras. This is not going to be, you know, happening somewhere up there out of the way. Again, I'm not saying it didn't happen. I'm just saying, I'm just observing what was going on, okay? I'm just observing what was taking place there. And what's interesting is yesterday morning I played a little clip. I'm going to play it this morning from Representative Matt Gates. And one of the things that I want to do is he makes mention here of the Washington Times. And I want to kind of follow up with that. And then I want to go through some things that also need to be highlighted. And look, I'm not the only one doing it, so I don't, I don't feel like I'm bringing you anything brand new uh, here. But I do want to highlight it because this is what is happening as... We are having. We are being attacked on all fronts. Now, this is part of what Deuteronomy twenty-eight talks about. Okay, we're going to have those who want to usurp us, foreigners. We're going to have those who are going to try to infiltrate. Those who are of their father, the devil, who want to steal, to kill, and destroy. And look, let me. I don't push forth doom and gloom. Okay, I don't. The Lord Jesus said he couldn't plunder the house unless he bound the strong man. And he's talking about the devil. okay. And Jesus plundered his house and he's given us authority to tread on snakes and scorpions all right. to continue to plunder the devil's house. So if that house isn't being plundered and it's being turned back on us, whose fault is that? It's ours. The good news is there's a call for repentance. We can do the right thing. We can correct the problems here. Got to keep our eye on the ball. And part of that is understanding that with this virus stuff, with these uh, <clears throat> the riots that went on earlier last year, with what happened on Wednesday, all of that is a diversion. I mean, it's something we should see. Don't get me wrong. It's things that we have to pay attention to. But it's really a diversion from the fact that we're being set up that our enemies will come in. That's what's going on. We're being set up that our enemies will come in. Now, this is Matt Gates on the floor of the Senate here. <clears throat> I believe this is where, where it is uh, the other night when they were speaking about the electoral votes and there was a challenge there. And uh, I'll let him say these couple of words and then
1: we'll take it from there. If anybody had been hurt today. It would have been even more of a catastrophe than we already saw. And I think that's an important point for the country. Another important point for the country is that this morning President Trump explicitly called for demonstrations and protests to be peaceful. He was far more, you can moan and groan, but he was far more explicit about his calls for peace than some of the BLM and left-wing rioters were this summer when we saw violence sweep across this nation. Now we came here today to debate to follow regular order, to offer an objection, to follow a process that is expressly contemplated in our Constitution. And for doing that, we got called a bunch of seditious traitors. Now, not since 1985 has a Republican president been sworn in absent some Democrat effort to object to the electors. But when we do it, it is the new violation of all norms. And when those things are said, people get angry now, I know there are many countries where political violence may be necessary, but America is not one such country. Madam Speaker, it was wrong when people vandalized and defaced your home. It was wrong when thugs went to Senator Holly's home. And I don't know if the reports are true, but the Washington Times has just reported some pretty compelling evidence from a facial recognition company showing that some of the people who breached the Capitol today were not Trump supporters. They were masquerading as Trump supporters and, in fact, were members of the violent terrorist group Antifa. Now, we should seek to build America up, not tear her down and destroy her. And I am sure glad that at least for one day I didn't hear my Democrat colleagues calling to defund the police.
3: Okay, so that was that was the statement by Matt Getz. And you, you look, <clears throat> you see the political opposition, you know, the WWE other side, the Washington, no, not the Washington generals, the, the Harlem Globetrotters, the, the Democrats are really the Harlem Globetrotters, really are. Um, you see them booing him for saying this. Now, <clears throat> to be fair, the Washington Times did report that, but then they corrected it. All right. But look at what they corrected it with. An earlier version of this story incorrectly stated that XR Vision facial recognition software identified Antifa members among rioters who stormed the Capitol Wednesday. XR Vision did not identify any Antifa members. The Washington Times apologizes to XR Vision for the error. Um, But, you know, their story says they're identified as neo-Nazis and other extremists. Now, one of the things that we do know is, the, you know, the, this main guy, he's got the red, white, and blue stripes on his face with the bull horns and stuff, uh, who went in with some of the guys. Uh, he's obviously identified, clearly, as someone who's anti-American. He, is, he has been at <clears throat> protests for climate change. All the usual suspects of the communist green stuff that they start dealing with. Uh, but this guy has been identified with that. And uh, what was his name? yeah eh, I'll get to it in a minute. <laughs> I'll get to it in a minute. But <clears throat> there were several things that went on there. And I think that we have to take into consideration the fact that from what I saw, from what I saw, it looks like. The D.C. police are in on this. Not that I'm surprised by that. Thank you very much, Annette, uh, and Tolly Thank you. It looks like the D.C. police are in on this. There's some things that are set up. Uh, let's take a look at a few videos, and I know people won't be able to see this on the radio, so as usual, I'll kind of narrate that. Jake, Angela. Okay, thank you. Thank you, Dora. I knew I knew it was there. I've got so much going on in my mind. uh, And then this YouTube being pulled and me having to change a lot of stuff late last night uh, really messes with me, especially after my (laughs) sleep issues this week. Um, So this one is a short video clip where the police are opening the gates. Now, I understand President Trump did call for peaceful marches. No question about that. He did do that. But I got to tell you, a lot of this smacks of Germany and the Reichstag. Now, nobody burned the Capitol building to the ground yet (laughs) that I see. But a lot of this smacks of the same kind of stuff. Okay? And... I'm gonna give you a couple of instances here of what's going on. All right. Here's from here's what police are police are squabbling with protesters. Oh, there we go. Now they've just opened it up and let them in. And they just reached the Capitol again. Okay, so they pull back the barricades here. They open it up, and uh, whoever this is says they're breaching the capital. Uh, they're on the capital. You know what? Let, let me just say this: the capital belongs to the people. Okay, the capital belongs to the people. What is there to fear from the people if you're doing the right thing? Nothing. There's nothing. And by the way, there is nothing wrong with protesters being armed either. I want to make that clear too because some people in the media wanted to make it out to be a bad thing that there were armed protesters. Big deal. Big deal. If you intend nobody any harm, I don't care how many guns you're carrying. Last January, I was up at Lobby Day in Virginia. There were literally tens of thousands of people, elbow to elbow. I'll bet you ninety-nine percent 7% kind of like your recovery rate from the coronavirus of those people were armed with at least one weapon. Okay. Nobody got shot. Nobody threatened anybody. In fact, you've never seen such a polite crowd in all your life. If you bumped into somebody and you were going to bump into people because it was shoulder to shoulder, they smile at you and then you, you apologize for it. And they said, no problem. And, And there was white, and there was black, and there was Latino. There was male, there was female. There was all kinds of people there. And there was nothing wrong with them being armed. And the fact of the matter is, it's only the lawless who are armed that you have a problem with. Okay? And they're already setting up to try to go after guns. It's unlawful for them to do it, but they're going to try to do it. We already have the reports of that. We've known this. And we already know that Joe Biden has a history, a history, documented history. I wrote on this several years ago when he was in the Obama administration. They were really giving a hard time about, oh, we need more background checks. Oh, we need this. Oh, we need that. We got to fix the NIC system, blah, 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 blah. And the Nix system is, is an entirely un-American system. And I'm going to tell you why before I show you some more things that are here. <clears throat> the Nix system is anti-American because it assumes you are guilty and you have to prove your innocence. This whole idea that you have to go through a background check before you purchase a gun is as anti-American as Joe Biden himself. Okay? It is. It doesn't it, it, it violates the Fifth Amendment all over the place. It infringes on your liberty to purchase a gun, to keep and bear until you prove you're innocent. You're assumed to be a guilty criminal, a felon, before you can purchase a gun. Okay? That's what that is. <clears throat> What's interesting is, is Matt has a point when he was speaking about what took place last summer. The Black Lives Matter, the Antifa groups going out, being busted in, paid for. And, and by the way, I, I got to say it because some people still don't get it. Joe Biden is not, was not president then. Yet we had the campaign ads come out for Donald Trump saying, this is Joe Biden's America if he gets in. Well, I'm sure it probably will be. No doubt about that. But all of those shots that you saw for the campaign ad were happening in the America that Donald Trump presides over as president. And there's no justice. See, this is the thing that keeps being left off. It's not about what political party you're wearing or what your rhetoric is. We've always had differences of opinions. We've all had different rhetorics that we've had in America down through our history. But the point is, is that when people cross the line from rhetoric and they start violating the law, that's a whole different thing. And if you don't bring justice and put a squash on that, you're encouraging it and you might as well be an accomplice. You might as well be an accomplice. Talk is cheap. Especially when you have the authority to do something about it now is it possible there were some Trump supporters that got in this yeah it's possible it's quite possible look I've talked with some most the vast majority of them that I talked to are at least somewhat reasonable people some are very reasonable but I catch some people who are on the fringe of it. Now, could they be trolls? Yep, they could be. Some of them just are. They're just nasty people. But, uh, but I don't think all of them are like that. I've got friends who supported Trump. I had Scott on earlier this week on Monday. He could support Trump. Scott wouldn't go in there and do something like this. And yet over and over and over again, we see the Capitol Police letting these people in Almost encouraging it. There was one video, and I thought it was in the mix that we have here, but it's not. There was one video where there was a, a guy who came in, and what happened was when he came in, the the police, the police, policeman was kind of stopping him. There were, actually, it wasn't one guy. It was several guys, and he was kind of stopping him, and then he'd run up a flight of stairs, and he'd kind of stop him again, and then he'd run like he was trying to stop them himself. And eventually lets them through. Now, and there just happened to be a cameraman there. (laughs) It It wasn't a media guy. It was just somebody filming. You see what I'm talking about? There just happens to be some guy there filming that when they come in. And it's to give you the portrayal, just like G. Edward Griffin said in our interview, in my interview with him the, uh, last month, this is how the communists work. They're working on two fronts. They're coming in with a revolution that's peaceful, and they're coming in with a revolution that's violent. Overall, we've been in a revolution that's been relatively peaceful over the past few years. Okay. And we're getting this violent revolution now. You're going to see that. That's going to build up unless we put a stop to it. And again, we are the solution. I mean, I don't know how many times I have to say it before people start understanding, quit looking to Trump, quit looking to the Congress, quit looking to conservatives who are representatives to do the right thing on this. They're not going to do it. Article 1, Section 8, Clause 15 The Congress is to provide for the calling forth of the militia. That's not the National Guard, people. It really isn't. I know it's been put in statutes that it is. That is a federal militia. Our founding fathers never, they didn't want a standing army. They surely didn't want a federal militia. Okay? Put forth, calling forth the militia to execute the laws of the union. I keep emphasizing that. The militia is to execute the laws of the union to suppress insurrections and repel invasions. Who's the militia? Able bodies, 18 to 42, 45. You, the people, me, the people. We're the law enforcers, not the guys in blue. Us, the people. And we've shirked our duty because it allows us to live a more different lifestyle. We don't have to deal with the law enforcement, but we get angry when there's no justice. Why? We've shirked our duty. We've shirked our responsibility. Again, we can point to the people who are doing the acts, but the fact of the matter is, again, we've dropped the ball. We, the people, have dropped the ball, and we've got to pick it up again, and we've got to do what we need to do in all of this to make it right. Am I for prayer? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Calling on God to be our shield and our buckler, our defender, our refuge, the one who fights all of our battles, absolutely. The Bible says that, and we should call on him to do that. But then we have, like David, we got to go pick up some stones we gotta take our sling and we gotta go out and meet the giant. Okay? You don't live in the prayer closet. You don't just live there. You come out of the prayer closet and you go. Jesus spent the night in the Mount of Olives praying, and then he went out into the temple and among the people the next day, right? That's how that's how his ministry went. He didn't stay there and say, Oh, I'm doing my I'm doing my part here, just stay in here. Nope. That's not what he did. So yesterday, <clears throat> friend of mine, David Rizzolata, and I, I got to tell you, David's uh, David's work on this stuff, when it comes to uh, all of this kind of communist revolution stuff and what's underlying and what their thoughts and what they how they play it out and everything is, you won't read anybody like David. You you really won't read anybody like David. And um, I thought it pretty interesting, Yeah, I understand that um, Washington Post has changed their thing saying it's not Antifa, but you guys know, you know what was talked about before that rally. There was going to be Antifa guys who are dressing up, putting on their little red hats, and other things, trying to look quote-unquote patriotic, mix in with the crowd and such. And then they were going to be there in the midst to undermine what the people were there to try to do. Now, frankly, I think you should have, those who went, it should have been a complete, total support of Constitution, not the man. You got to get out of the cult of personality. And there's no doubt there's election fraud. There's just no doubt there is. So, with that said... I want to bring to bear a little bit of what David had to say regarding what took place the other day. He writes, the Democratic Party, along with the allies in the media, wants you to believe that violent conservatives stormed the Capitol to force Vice President Pence to reject fraudulent votes. Trump supporters certainly have a reason to be angry. There has been a steady stream of propaganda suggesting that Pence should be the decider in Trump's final victory. He shouldn't. If you think that, you haven't read your Constitution. We talked about that on Monday, too, with Scott. Vice President Pence has one job, and Mike Lee and Rand Paul hit on it the other night. Okay, He is to open the envelopes and to make sure that the electoral votes are counted. That's it. That's his job. Or the, the certifications, not the electoral votes. Those are already been cast. The certifications from the state have been counted. That's his job. Article 2, Section 1, uh, Article 2 there in your Constitution. Okay? See, and, when, and here's the thing. and When we get off and we support the man over the Constitution, it's very easy to fall into that trap, just like nations before us, where you'll just give everything over to the tyrant, and that's what they want. See, that's what they want with the fr- the virus and the lockdowns—not to get off of what I'm doing. That's what they want with that. That's what they want with the violence. They're they they brought Wednesday. That's what they want with the violence that came last year. That's what the, with the violence that's going to come on our nation. Why? It is to push us to a place where we beg for those want, wanting to master us. That's what they're wanting to do. All right. So here's what David says. Truthfully, the entire Trump presidency has been a, been a big disappointment. It has for a lot of people who are paying attention. The ones paying, not the people who are following the cult of personality, but the people who are actually paying attention to what's going on. <clears throat> it's what he hasn't done that's the problem, along with some things he has done. Promises of draining the swamp and arresting the deep state resulted in nothing more than being drowned of the, by the very slimy creatures that were to be swished away And with that being said, it is not the character of Trump supporters to exhibit this kind of extreme behavior. Over the past several years, the left has demonstrated several times over their capacity for violence. In some instances, they have even been exposed infiltrating conservative groups to make them look like the radicals. Was it Trump supporters that stormed the Capitol on Wednesday Or was it Antifa in disguise? Well, we have the Washington Times retracting their statement that it wasn't Antifa. Who knows? But we do know they were people who were un-American. We do know that much. The idea of infiltrating opposing groups isn't new. Saul Alinsky was once asked by a group of college students the best way to protest a visit from George Bush Sr. When he was a U.S. representative to the U.N., and his advice was to show up to the speech dressed as Ku Klux Klan while showing strong support for everything Bush said. (laughs) Isn't that clever? I told you people, when you go to these rallies and you start seeing people that are out of place or they're provocateurs or whatever, you better call them out and call them out loud and point them and shout them down and get them away from you. You know what I'm talking about. You need to get them away from you. Film them, point them out, shout them out, and get them away from you. This is an example of one of Alinsky's rules of tactics, David says, which states that a good tactic in one people uh, is one people enjoy and should have fun doing. In other words, have fun being an insurrectionist. Have fun being an infiltrator. Have fun being a usurper. Another example of infiltration was the Unite the Right rally in Charlottesville, Virginia. The organizer, Josh Kessler, was a member of the far-left Occupy Wall Street movement and a known Obama supporter. The intent, just as today's or Wednesday's events in D.C., was to portray Trump supporters as violent white supremacists. Unfortunately, the government has also been exposed infiltrating groups with the intent of portraying them as radical extremists. During the recent Oregon mining standoff, FBI agents were allegedly exposed, posing as militia members and breaking into the local National Guard armory, trying to give the impression that right-wingers were intent on starting a violent revolution against the government. But it was the FBI. It was the modern-day Germany SS that was doing it. Yep, I said it. That's what the FBI is. They're not, they're not outlined in this document. They're not outlined in the U.S. Constitution. But they're doing it. They're the ones who are bringing you all the terrorists, by the way, but not doing anything about it. They have been doing this for a long time under the operational name Co-Intel Pro, according to David. In the 1980s, when the militia movement was strong, the FBI formed a group called the Veterans Aryan Movement. Doesn't that sound interesting. For the explicit purpose of trying to recruit the so-called right-wing extremists into committing acts of violence, and despite believing that the right posed an imminent threat to national security, no intent to commit violent crimes was ever uncovered. See, there's two different kinds of people, and violence is not a bad thing. It really isn't. Violence used in self-defense or the defense of others is a good thing and should be used. It should be. We all support that because we all support the defense of the borders of the United States and our own states, don't we? We support that from invaders, from insurrectionists. But when it comes to terrorism, where it's actually being used to manipulate the political landscape, Okay, that's a whole different thing. That's lawlessness. All right? Another example has FBI uh, David gives this. Another example has FBI agents planning bomb making materials onto the property of Georgia militia members, attempting to portray them as terrorists. I just read for you the law enforcers are the militia. It is you, America. Those of you listening to me, you are the law enforcers. And yet these thugs, and that's what they are, they're hired thugs, the FBI. They're hired thugs to sit here and try to make militia look like they're the bad guys. And yet the FBI is not mentioned in the Constitution at all. Zero. In fact, they're forbidden because the law enforcers are the people. Given this information, David writes, is entirely possible today's events, or Wednesday's events, I'm sorry, could have been led by agent provocateurs. Of course it was. Of course it was led by provocateurs. When you go and you pan out over the sea of people, hundreds of thousands of people who are gathered up there, there wasn't violence going on there with those people. There wasn't violence going on with them. David continues. There has been an agenda to portray conservatives as violent extremists for some time. The report, right-wing extremism. Do you guys remember that? It came. We, we pulled that out of the, um, I believe it was the Homeland Security documents under Obama. Right-wing extremism, current economic and political climate fueling resurgence in radicalization and recruitment suggests that conservatives who support gun rights oppose. Uh, illegal immigration, and believe in the New World Order conspiracy theories are, they're not conspiracy theories. We've got the documents to show that that they have put this together. It is a real theory. It's it's an actual fact. It's an actual conspiracy. All of this is is subjective speculation as there is no evidence whatsoever that right-wing conservatives are planning on or have committed any acts of violence on par with what we have seen the left get away with. Finally, an article published in Psychological Bulletin entitled Political Conservatism as Motivated Social Cognition claims that conservatives are mentally ill. Oh, yeah, we got mentally ill people in office who are claiming that we're mentally ill. And and unelected bureaucrats are saying that because of a rigid resistance to change and a willingness to accept intolerance and inequality. Again, they have been working to discredit the conservative right for a long time, as anyone can remember, and they have no remorse in any method they use. That's right. That's what Alinsky said. The ends justify the means. And you know what I'm seeing today among some conservatives? Some of them are starting to take on that mentality. When you point out the lawlessness of this administration that we have, when you point out that where they violate the Constitution, they go, well, if Obama Obama did it, As though that justifies the lawlessness of their guy. It doesn't. Stop taking on that mentality. These people work for us. And as I said yesterday, they're not our leaders. They're our representatives. They're our servants. They serve us. They're not leading us. They're to be servants. We told them what to do. We outlined it in the document called the Constitution. Okay? David had an article that was Means and Ends Morality, Democrats Justifying Incivility. Uh, he said that they believe in any method used to obtain absolute power or justified, and in their own words, even suggested that civility should be set aside until such a goal is achieved, and they're willing to do it. Look, you heard it when Matt mentioned that about Antifa. You heard all the boos and the moaning and the guffaws and everything else there in, in the Senate where the people were doing that. It is entirely possible, David concludes, if not probable, that left wing provocateurs led the way in storming the Capitol to make Trump and his supporters look like deranged radicals intent on waging war against the kind, peaceful, compassionate Democrats. <laughs> Of course, if Trump would have drained the swamp as promised, and therein lies the issue. By the way, you can not only find David's work at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, but also DefenseOfOurNation.com. It's David Rizzolata. I highly recommend that you read David's stuff because he's got great insight because he was trained in it. He was trained in this stuff. He rejected it, but he was trained in it. And again, we go back to the lack of justice. Now again, I you know I could pull up about justice, all right? Because this is the one thing that continually is left off. It's continually left off. Psalm one hundred six, verse three: How blessed are those who keep justice. Who practice righteousness at all times? Leviticus nineteen fifteen, you shall do no injustice in judgment. You shall not be partial to the poor nor defer to the great, but you are to judge your neighbors, or your neighbor fairly. Yeah, Pat. You know what? While he was busy being impeached, he was also doing a lot of golfing too. Okay, just for the record, so you know, he had time to go golf. He didn't have time to go and do what his job was, Article 2, Section 3, and that's to make sure the laws were faithfully executed. Some of you people still haven't picked up on it. I'm telling you, this is the stuff that is missing. I'm supposed to say it, not spray it. Sorry about that. Psalm 99, verse 4, the strength of the king loves justice. You have established equity. You have executed justice and righteousness in Jacob. Isaiah sixty one eight, for I the Lord love justice, I hate robbery and the burnt offering, and I will faithfully give them their recompense and make an everlasting covenant with them. Will not God bring and justice for his elect who cry to him day and night, and will he delay long over them? Luke eighteen seven. I could go on and on and on. Justice surrounds God's throne, it is part of his character. Those who are ministers of God, Romans 13, and that's those who are in authority, are to minister in the name of God. This is why we still have prime ministers in other countries. That's how they're they're titled. By the way, church, when we had Dr. John Diamond on, that was something we were talking about because the word church means, or the, the word for church is ecclesia in the Greek, it means the assembly. I want you to think about something. We tried to point out the the people going into, get this, we we pointed out people who would actually stand up in the assembly. That's those city councils, those county councils, your Congress, your Senates, your, your House of Representatives. Those are assemblies. They're called assemblies. That's what the church is supposed to be doing. That's what the church used to do in this country. And all of the states, those who were in those assemblies had to be Christian. Not just say it, they had to be living it. Go back and read the state constitutions. They had men and women, or they had men, they didn't have women doing it, but the men who led, not led, they represented the people, had to be Christian. Why? Because they were to be the ones to uphold God's law, as ministers of God, plain and simple. That's how it is. Got a call coming in from Joni, and uh, boy, I needed Joni yesterday with uh, <laughs> that issue that I had before. Good morning, Joni. Joni, good to see you, or good to hear you.
2: <laughs> good, oh, good morning, good morning. I wanted to say something about Matt Get speech. Sure. And and I don't think, I mean, and he said, we are not a nation of violence, that's not what we do. and And that's true, but we do stand up. And we do take issue when that shoe gets really tight, like our founders did, like, um, you know, they did in Athens, Tennessee, when the law was broken on voting. So they, they you stand up and you do what you have to do when it is necessary. And I think where he missed the point was that we have been under what I call a subtle Violence a sub a subterfuge of violence, and it's coming out of government whichever one you want to talk about, whether it 's federal, state, or local and it's it's being well, we make the law, you follow it, yeah, done over with, and then now we're seeing this coming on a lot of different fronts we're seeing it coming under medical tyranny now where the governors and our governor of georgia is really bad he what he has done is he keeps issuing these orders and he before the 30 days is up and he has to you know call a special session he just renews it that resets the clock then he goes back and hides yeah well but but let's let's see let's
3: make a point about that right quick Jonah. let me interject and i'll let you continue your thought okay the reason he's able to sure. do that is because there we still we still have this national emergency by Donald Trump. That's where everybody exactly. Went. I the, agree. The, the only reason they were the states were able to do what they were doing was because Trump declared a national emergency. Which again, I don't see that in this document. I, I don't I, in the Constitution. I don't see that that he has the authority to just declare stuff and uh, and just start doing willy nilly whatever he wants. That's just not a part of the Constitution. I know some people believe that. But it's not written there, and if it's not written there, that means he can't do it. If it applied to exactly. Obama and state. and all the others, it and, applies and to him. the
2: state constitution of Georgia that way too. yep, he can't do it
3: right but but you there's know, nobody but there's nobody they, There's there's no militia going in and arresting him <laughs> yeah, there's no militia going in and arresting him and bringing him to justice like mm-hmm. they tried to do up in Michigan with uh, uh, Governor Whitmer. They tried to arrest her. And they didn't try to kidnap her. They tried to arrest her and bring her to justice because uh-huh. she was thumbing her nose at the people, the law, and the courts.
2: Exactly. And, and see, we're, we're getting this on our front. And, and it's getting to the ballot box. You now. You, you can't even trust the elections anymore. This was seen. It's gone. It's done. you know, so you've got to know now that what's going I mean, it is a subtle form of violence against the people. It's not outright violence. They're not mm. coming in banging you with guns, but what they are doing is a form of violence against the people. I kind of call it, it, it's almost like if you know anything about um, abusers, you know, there are several different kinds, mental, emotional, and physical. Well, the mental... It's just as bad as the physical but you don't get the physical bruises and you don't get the physical harm but you do get mental harm and that's what's going on now that's what we're seeing now so it is a form hmm. of violence but it's a it's not a what i would say outright violence it's very subtle it's made to get into your mind yep. and that's what it's what they're doing and that's what we're seeing so people are getting like a battered syndrome from all of this. And, and you can see it. You, you, you can see it in, in the mindset. And at some point that's going to break. Yeah. And I don't know what that point is, but, uh, you know, it, it's going to break. But, you know, he's looking at it from Matt gets looking at it from the point of the people. But you got to look at it also from the point of the representatives that we have elected or that are sitting in those positions, they're engaging in a form of it as well. And he needs to look at it, you know, both ways. So the people, when violence is perpetrated upon them, they have a right to self-defense. So in this case, that's what we've got to look at it is we're being a subtle form of violence, and then we have to make a response to that.
3: Yeah, and you know you're you're making mention of that. It, it reminds me of uh, the newly elected um, representative. Where's she from? Idaho, Colorado? The 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 chick uh, Bobert? Um, yeah, and, and her saying I, I can't that she was. From, yeah, she was going to uh, take and um, get, you know, carry carry a weapon on the Capitol grounds, and D.C. police said no, no, no. Now, see, I see that playing into the thing, too, because all these representatives the other Mm -hmm. night got up and they said, oh, we'd like to thank the D.C. police for protecting us and blah, 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 blah. You know what? You don't need that. You need to use the Second Amendment representatives. You need to be carrying in there. Why in the—Colorado, thank you. I thought that was it, Deborah. Thank you very much. Um, She went in there. She was going to say she was going to do it. Now, I don't know if she stood up and, and continued to do it or not, um, I think that would be an interesting story if she, if she would take it to it and hold to some principle and do it because, um, I know that that was her big thing was on the second amendment. And I'm always, I, I got to tell you, I, it's not that I think people are bad. It's just when you get on that one thing and I want to say, well, what, what, how do you view the rest of the constitution? But the point is, I, I don't want to get off on that, but I want to ask people, how do they view the rest of the constitution? Cause it goes in line with that. So if they only have this one issue they're really strong on and they don't know what the other things are, I can't expect them to do their job properly with the other. But I want to I play this little clip, and we'll get you to comment on it since you're on the air uh, here, Joni. This runs about two and a half minutes, and um, let's, okay. listen, let's listen to what the president had to say.
0: I would like to begin by addressing the heinous attack on the United States Capitol. Like all Americans, I am outraged by the violence, lawlessness, and mayhem. I immediately deployed the National Guard and federal law enforcement to secure the building and expel the intruders. America is and must always be a nation of law and order. The demonstrators who infiltrated the Capitol have defiled the seat of American democracy. To those who engaged in the acts of violence and destruction, you do not represent our country. And to those who broke the law, you will pay. We have just been through an intense election, and emotions are high. But now, tempers must be cooled and calm restored. We must get on with the business of America. My campaign vigorously pursued every legal avenue to contest the election results. My only goal was to ensure the integrity of the vote. In so doing, I was fighting to defend American democracy, I continue to strongly believe that we must reform our election laws to verify the identity and eligibility of all voters and to ensure faith and confidence in all future elections. Now Congress has certified the results. A new administration will be inaugurated on January 20th. My focus now turns to ensuring a smooth, orderly and seamless transition of power. This moment calls for healing and reconciliation. 2020 has been a challenging time for our people. A menacing pandemic has upended the lives of our citizens, isolated millions in their homes, damaged our economy, and claimed countless lives. Defeating this pandemic and rebuilding the greatest economy on Earth will require all of us working together It will require a renewed emphasis on the civic values of patriotism, faith, charity, community, and family. We must revitalize the sacred bonds of love and loyalty that bind us together as one national family. To the citizens of our country, serving as your president has been the honor of my lifetime. And to all of my wonderful supporters, I know you are disappointed, but I also want you to know that our incredible journey is only just beginning. Thank you. God bless you, and God bless America. All right. So first of all, this isn't about democracy. I did.
3: I dealt with this the other day, uh, dealing with um, some of the representatives who continually got up and said over and over and over, democracy, democracy, democracy. It's not a democracy.
2: No, we're our constitution our guarantees a republic. republic that that's right. Lex representative. We're
3: we're not having mob rule. Now, there's some interesting things no. here, uh, Joni. We've got about three minutes, so let me let me just put on just a couple of things here. One, he didn't he doesn't say a concession. He says a new administration. Now, we're getting reports right. that a lot of people are bad mouthing him out of his administration. Betsy DeVos was the last one I think that popped out here, and uh, you know they're they're just wanting to abandon ship with him. That that's fine. They're they're doing that. And yeah, he says there's going to be a, a transition of power, but then we also had that with Mike Pompeo. He said we're going to have a smooth transition of power. What does that mean? Well, it <laughs> indicates that the fix is in for mm-hmm. Donald Trump. So, But but the thing is, is there's been this, uh, this cult of personality, and, and people, you can be mad at me if you want, but their cult of personality around Donald Trump has been absolutely astounding. And it's built that up, Now, is he just going to go out quietly, uh, or is he going to continue to fight this? I mean, everybody who comes on a talking head, they say, we're going to do this. So I'm going to give you about a minute or so here. Tell me what your thoughts are on on what he just said.
2: Okay, first of all, I'm just going to say a few words here. Hypocrisy, that's what I see. Uh, Deflection, I, I saw that. And his body was very Death. He's not singing. So I don't know if he's believing what he's saying or not. Um, he, he just, I don't know, it, it just didn't ring right with me uh, what he was saying because he talked about, well, those are, who um, perpetrated this were going to be held to account to the law. I wanted to laugh at that because nobody's been held yep, accountable, nobody's been accountable to yep. the law yet. That's right.
3: Yeah, in addition, addition to that, he kind of ends it a little strange. Our journey is just beginning. Um, exactly. And
2: that's weird. And so was, well, we're, you know, bound by love and loyalty and family, we're bound by freedom is what we're bound yeah. by. And we are bound un, under God, if, you know, as his children, if we are of Christ. And so it's like, yeah, you're missing the point, Donald, just a little bit. Yeah. So
3: well, I, you know, I, Ashley. I, it
2: just didn't ring with me.
3: Ashley is in the chat room, and uh, we had some back and forth yesterday. Uh, she was giving me some information and stuff. And we were sharing some stuff there, and uh, she said that she believes that there's going to be a declaration of martial law. I, I don't doubt that, Ashley. I really don't doubt that, but.
2: I don't um, doubt it either.
3: Yeah, I don't, because, look, you can't sit here and sing this song over and over and over and then not follow through with it. Uh, to do so well, well, hang on. Maybe you can because we've been hearing about oh, we need law and order and justice and this that, and the other, and that hasn't been followed through either. So maybe there's a pattern there, Joni. I got to go. Thank you for calling in. We appreciate All you right. very much, you. guys. There's a lot. I'm going to have several of the articles up in the uh, archive this morning. SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. You can find the article there. It'll be under the same title as the video uh, description that we've got there. And uh eight AM doctor Corbett and Kate Shimerani tomorrow. See ya.